Okay, this is Richard Shu. Good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. Uh, this morning, I'm really thrilled and honored to have with me as my guest uh, one of my childhood heroes, uh, Ron Jaworski, <laughs> a former NFL quarterback, NFL MVP, who's then successfully transitioned to a very successful businessman. Ron, welcome to the program. Richard, great to be with you in these uh, challenging times, to say the least. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, I invited you to talk about, uh, specifically, because we're going through this pandemic, and I think one topic that's been really important is, you know, being a leader and how to be a good leader, especially in these remote times. Obviously, you've had a lot of leadership roles, you know, on the field and in elsewhere. What are your thoughts about that on how to maintain and be still be an effective leader in, in, these, in, these, uh, in these times? Well, you know, leadership is is critical. And if you're playing quarterback for an NFL team or you're running a, a $25 million golf company, uh, it is about leadership and, and making decisions. And, and I could say this, what I've learned from my 17 years as an NFL quarterback and literally, you know, 17 in the NFL, four years at Youngstown State, four years at Lackawanna High School in Lackawanna, New York. Uh, you add all that up, it's 25 years of, of playing quarterback and making decisions. Yep. And you have to make those decisions in split seconds. And the problem that we now face are, are making decisions with uncertainty. You know, and, and that's the hardest part of, part of being a business person right now is you just don't know. There are all kinds of challenges that you have uh, in, in making those decisions. So that's probably the difference right now. The playbook has changed. Yeah. Um, there really is no playbook, to be honest with you, because of the way things are changing. I may make a decision right now, and in an hour, the government may change the PPP plans. And all of a sudden, I've got to adapt and adjust to the plans I'd already made. So some things are out of our control right now, which makes it very difficult, Richard. Do you think, though, that you can be just as effective? I mean, you talk about you know being able to make concise decisions. Do you think you really can be as effective remotely? Or you think there it's really a limitation? Um, I think it's a limitation. Um, you know, we have meetings all day, Zoom meetings. And, you know, I had to lay off 240 people in mid-March, furlough 240 people. We probably would have been up to over 400 right now. I have a golf company, own and operate seven golf courses. So this would be our season right now. Yeah. Um, so the, the, that was the hard part, furloughing those 240 people, okay. keeping a management staff on, uh, a, a slimmed down maintenance staff on the golf courses. We are now open uh, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania on a limited basis. Uh, so we do have some people working, but no food and beverage uh, at the moment. So uh, it, that part is, is, has been very difficult, you know, the, uh, not seeing people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the people business. Uh, you know, my, my meetings now, my Zoom meetings are literally putting out fires. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like playing defense. You know, I'm a quarterback. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an aggressive, offensive guy. And right now we're playing defense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's the hard part about it. Uh, we're playing defense against coronavirus. And, you know, it... it you know, we're making very difficult decisions right now from a business perspective because there is, you know, the human aspect of this and people are dying. So uh, it, it's a tough juggling act uh, to find common ground. How are you how are you keeping people motivated? I mean, obviously, as a leader, you have to motivate people. You as a quarterback, you got to motivate your team. How, how are you motivating your people now? 
Well, I, you know, I'm the eternal optimist. You know, I, I believe uh, we have some great people in this country from in the scientific field and medical field that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to find a cure for this. They're going to find it fast. So um, I'm counting on the intelligence and, and the hard work of, of the medical community and, and the scientific community to, to solve the coronavirus issue. Uh, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week, but it's going to happen soon enough because, I trust those people. So that, that part is a good part that we have incredibly talented people. But at the same time, you know, we have to keep forging forward. Yeah. And that's what makes it really difficult, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about, I mean, I realize it's more difficult to be a leader now as a remote than when you, obviously in person. But talk to me a little about what you think the most important qualities about being a good leader are that you've gotten garnered from your experience both as a professional athlete and as a business person. Well, you have to lead by example, um, and, and I think that's absolutely critical. Um, you, you have to be the tempo setter, and, and, and I've always felt that way about my football career, my broadcasting career, my business career. I want to be the guy that's making the plan. I want to be the tempo setter. I want to be the guy that's executing that. So that's kind of how I feel the same way. I want to be that guy, and, 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 and although my staff now is slimmed down, you know, I want to communicate to them my positive attitude that this is going to turn around, that it's going to get better. You know, in, in, in three, six months, maybe we'll be having a, a beer kind of laughing about it. Hey, that's my, that's my, that's what I try to convey that we're, 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 we're going to solve this uh, and we're going to get our business back on its feet. But um, certainly, you know, uh, I've got to convince myself that as well, you know, which is you know, almost the hard part. I want to, you know, I got to give myself a pep talk, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, computer behind me. I'm, I'm I'm on 12 hours a day right now, just researching and you know trying to get as much knowledge as I can to convey that knowledge to my staff because they're looking to me for leadership. They're looking to me for answers. They're looking for me to give them a plan when game plans aren't available. You know, we just yeah. don't know this coronavirus yeah. controls us right now. So uh, until we control coronavirus, it's hard to come up with a plan that isn't fluid. Well, I have to say, Ron, your your enthusiasm and optimism really is infectious because I can kind of feel it in this conversation. It's so interesting. Um, tell me a little bit about when you look at kind of, uh, you know, you've obviously run some very successful businesses now. What is the single most thing you've learned from your past that has helped you, you know, be so effective in business? Or, you know, tell me, you know, what when you really think about it, what's the most important thing you go to for, you know, helping you be a good leader in business? Yeah, I, I, I think there, there are obviously a lot of things. I don't think there, there's ever one thing, Richard. You know, you've talked to a lot of people that have uh, had great leadership skills through the years, and there's never one thing that yeah, separates anyone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the one thing that I always talk to, literally when I talk to people on my staff, is the attention to the details. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's going to do the big thing. Everyone's going to open their doors the right way and say, come on in. Everyone's going to do that. But if you want to separate yourself, you've got to pay attention to the little things. The details are absolutely important. And you just got to keep reminding yourself every single minute of every single day. Do the little things. That's what's going to separate our company from the guy we compete with down the street. Do the little things. And was that something important and differentiated when you were a professional athlete and a broadcaster? I'm curious a little bit about that. Absolutely, Richard. You know, when, when, when you play quarterback in the National Football League for 17 years, yeah. every time you walk into that huddle, 
20 eyeballs are looking at you for leadership. Right. And, and, and they want to be sure that they can count on you for that leadership. And when a question is asked in that huddle during a timeout, I better give them the answer. Mm -hmm. I had to know their job as well as my own. That was the attention to detail I learned as a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Los Angeles Rams, the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs. You do the little things. You pay attention to the details. The players will then respect you. Well, it's the same thing in business. If you're a leader of an organization and you pay attention to the little things, everyone on your staff will respect you. And they will certainly work even harder to make sure that we are successful. How about communication? Talk to me a little about that. I know that's that's been a theme that I've been hearing a lot about. You know, you've got to communicate. Tell me, what, how do you, you know, is that something you also feel is important? How do you communicate with your people? Face-to-face. -face. Uh, I, 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 you know, obviously in today's world, yeah. technology is amazing, as, as we're finding out right now with, with Zoom and all the crazy stuff that is going on. In fact, I've been talking to a bunch of NFL coaches over the last couple of days and how they're conducting all their meetings with Zoom technology with their players. <laughs> so uh, it, it's remarkable. But but you have to communicate, you know, with your players, with your staff. And and, and I, I've always been big on face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you can learn a lot more when you look someone in the eye and talk to them yeah. rather than get a phone call a day. There are times where, you know, a phone call will work, uh, you know, video conferencing will work. But for the most part, I, I'm a people person. Uh, you know, I like regular meetings. I like to talk to people. I like to get their input. And usually when you can look at someone, mm -hmm. uh, look them in the eye, uh, sometimes they can BS you on the phone or something. they can <laughs> BS you in a text or something. But somehow you develop a skill for reading people when you're with them live. So I would prefer the face-to-face -face conversations than I would uh, the way we are doing it right now or via text or via telephone. Are you surprised, though, because I've heard this from other leaders, obviously, you know, there's the body language and being able to read the room, that sort of thing. But do you find that with the video, it's actually working, you know, maybe better than you might have thought? Or what is your what is your thought? On oh, that? I th I, Richard, I think it's worked very well. I mean, right right now, it, you know, we're all quarantined. Um, you know, I, I really can't communicate, you know, like well, the way I would prefer to do it right now. But this is a this is the second best, and quite honestly, it's been it's been working out very very well. When we get our Zoom calls, and we've had Zoom cocktail parties, I mean, it hasn't always been work. You know, we've uh, had a Cinco de Mayo cocktail party just to keep everyone loose and fun and talking and having a good old time. So we don't want to get too far away from those social aspects of our life that makes our life so you know so stable. So it can't just be grinding business, which is what I'm doing all day, but. You know, we can. We, we, my wife and I have done cocktail parties uh, over Zoom, so it's been kind of fun keeping those relationships going. Interesting. Tell me a little bit, Ron. I know you've had an incredible career. Obviously, NFL football player, NFL broadcaster. Now you're a successful businessman. Is there one aspect of that that was kind of your favorite of the three? Or I'm just curious, like which you know which <laughs> chapters in your life, if you will, is kind of been your favorite. Uh, they, they're, they're all my favorites. And when, when I was playing football, it was my favorite. Uh, when I was calling Monday night football games for ESPN, it was my favorite. When I was doing shoot studio shows for ESPN and the NFL Network and NFL Films, it was my favorite. I still moonlight doing a lot of that stuff right now because I love it. And, and I love staying close to the game. Uh, and I love my business. And I, I love taking 
the lessons that I've learned from some incredible people and implementing those things I've learned into how I run my business. And, and it was funny this week, um, we lost the great Don Shula, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, the winningest coach in the history of the fiercely competitive National Football League. Yeah. Passed away at the age of 90. Um, and I feel privileged to have played for Don Shula for two years. In 1987 and 1988, I was a member of the Miami Dolphins. Wow. And I learned so many lessons from Don Shula in those couple of years. And, you know, when I talk to people around the country, when I give presentations, you know, I, I just tell folks what I learned from people that were successful, people that were winners, people that were leaders, people that were motivators, people that were organizers. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but man, I pay attention yeah. and I learn from those people. And when I was talking about stories about Don Shula, as most of the media were reaching out to me, I said, it was really simple to me, but I said, why, why was Don Shula the winningest coach in the history of the National Football League? And I said, you know, I played for him for two years, spent a lot of time with that man. And it was really pretty simple. Every single day he talked about teamwork. The only way we're going to be successful, not because we have Dan Marino or Mark Duper or John Offner, all these great individual players, there's only one way we're going to win, only one way we're going to be successful. We work as a team. So after two years, you distill that. It was pretty simple from Coach Shula. It's all about teamwork, guys. Interesting. Um, I have to I know there's a slight diversion from my topic, but I have to ask you, what's going to happen with football season in the fall with the coronavirus? What is your, what, what, what do you know about that? I'm just so, I'm like, what is going to happen with that? Well, the coronavirus really does control that at, at the moment. There's a, we can make all the plans. I know the NFL has incredible leadership and Roger Goodell and all their medical people. Um, you know, we know this country has incredible, incredible medical people. Um, but I, I can't see people going into arenas or stadiums uh, without control of this virus. So, um, you know, whatever we may think or say, it's probably meaningless right now until we get control of this coronavirus. So uh, I am, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm very confident in, in the smart people uh, in this country that they will, they will find a cure. Okay, now, Ron, I have to ask you one last question because I'm always curious sure. about this. You obviously played played foot professional football. Do you still like watching it, or is it just not the same as playing? Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> I love watching football. Yeah, I love going to games. I love covering games. I love talking with players. I love talking with coaches. Um, oh my God, the, the, you know, professional football is is, is such a fabric and, and a part of me that uh, uh, there's no way that I. I you know, I live in Philadelphia. It's a hardcore football crowd. Uh, you see my Super Bowl trophy behind me there from Super Bowl 52 a couple years ago. So uh, uh, feel good about that. Got one of those. Nice. Well, who was your football hero when you were a kid growing up? I had two, actually. Uh, one was Joe Namath because, uh, you know, I was in high school in, in, in 1969 when Joe was doing wonderful things with the New York Jets. Oh, right. and, and I was also a big fan of Jack Kemp. Uh, he was a congressman in Buffalo where I grew up in a small town called Lackawanna, New York. And uh, what I loved about Jack Kemp was not only was he a great football player, uh, but he went on to Congress and actually ran for, you know, was, was in the running to be the president of the United States. So right. I saw a guy that made the transition from a football career to a business slash political career. And, and I really uh, love watching Jack Kemp and I got to know him fairly well. Uh, so I, I learned a lot from him, but
But those are two guys that, uh, as a youngster, made a, a great impression on me. Well, Ron, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. When this coronavirus is all over, I'd love to invite you back and chat some more. You got a date, Richard. Good to be with you. Thank you. This is Richard Chu and Ron Jaworski. Thanks. Thanks.